I'm Jordan Lewis and here is your local news. Kimberly Vaughn, the observing program lead for the National Weather Service Juno, talked to News of the North about temperatures for southeast over this past week. So we've seen temperatures um, all the way in the 70s, 80s, and even up into the 90s for some stations over the last few days. Uh, one of our warmest stations was at Snedisham, which is actually kind of southeast of the Juneau area with 91 degrees on the 8th. Um, and at the same day, Haynes Customs came in with uh, 90 degree temperatures as well. She shares the highest temperatures in Juneau. So for Juno, on the 7th, uh, the Juno Lena Point co-op observer came in with 83 degrees, the airport was 85, and the forecast office was 84. Eagle Crest, um, which is a, a higher elevation and typically is a little bit cooler, but not always, but they came in with even a warm 75 degrees. Only Lena Point broke a record, and they have a, a little bit of a, a shorter database, meaning they're not as robust. The Juneau Airport, you know, goes back into the 30s, but 83 degrees is certainly a warmer than normal day. The record temperature for the Juneau Airport, which is actually an all-time record, is 90 degrees, and that was set back in 1975. Juno came just five degrees shy of breaking an all-time record on the 7th. Vaughn also shares details on Ketchikan and Sitka's temperatures. Interestingly, the July 7th seems to be sort of a, a bit of a, a spike in those uh, record temperatures, with uh, Ketchikan having uh, the, the uh, high for the 7th of 88 degrees. That was set back in 1923. Sitka had 86 degrees set back in 1975. Yakutat had 85 degrees back in 2009. Um, those aren't their all-time records. For those three stations I just mentioned, their all-time records are actually a bit warmer and happened on different days of the year. Here's what Southeast can expect this coming week. Well, we're still looking for above normal uh, temperatures through most of the panhandle, but temperatures are coming down and we are seeing some increase in the marine stratus. It's been kind of hanging out on the outer coast, making for cooler temperatures out there. Elfin Cove has been in the 50s. Sitka also has been a little bit on the cooler side, but that uh, has been extending into the some of the inside passages of like Icy Strait and uh, making it in closer into uh, the inside waters to the east. So we're going to just see more clouds increasing, and that'll help uh, bring down the temperatures as well. And Vaughn gives some advice. Be mindful of, you know, the heat and stay hydrated and keep yourself and your pets safe. Lieutenant Governor Dahlstrom has until early September to certify whether three proposals will go into the petition gathering stage. The proposed ballot measures would raise Alaska's minimum wage, add mandatory paid sick leave, as well as limit campaign contributions and state spending on party candidate nominations. One proposed ballot measure would make a series of changes to state labor laws. It would raise the hourly minimum wage, which is currently $10.85, to $13 in July 2025, $14 in July 2026, and $15 in July 2027, and annually according to inflation after that. It will require employers with 15 or more employees to offer 56 hours equal to seven days of cured paid sick leave, and smaller employers would have to offer 40 hours. The measure would also bar employers from requiring workers to attend meetings on religious or political matters unrelated to their work. Another measure put forward this week would reinstitute campaign contribution limits. Alaska's previous limits were struck down for being too low. The measure would set a new series of limits to political candidates, parties, and groups seeking to influence whether a candidate is elected. 
For example, contributions to individual candidates would be capped at 2000 over a two-year election cycle, essentially twice as much as the $500 limit for each year under the old invalidated law. You can read more about this on our website, kinyradio.com. Coming up next on News of the North, Christine Wall joined Action Line on Friday. She shared how the search for the new city manager is going, as well as talking on short-term rentals. And Jordan Nigro, Youth Services Manager for City and Borough of Juneau, and Lily Hope, Visionary and Mentor Weaver for Creative Projects, talked to News of the North on First Friday. Those stories next on News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Christine Wall joined Action Line on Friday. She shared how the search for a new city manager is going. First, she explains the process. Our longtime city manager, Rory Watt, is retiring at the end of September. And so I've been chairing the assembly recruitment committee that is looking or designing the process to help hire a new city manager. And so we've been at it a few months. Um, We've been out there recruiting candidates. It is still open. If you know good applicants, you can go on the city hiring website and put in an application. They are in the pre-screening process for current candidates. We have had it open for about a month now, and we did get a group of candidates that this week we've spent some time as a committee uh, doing what we're calling pre-screening interviews. And this is just getting to know them so that we can make a recommendation to the full assembly about any candidates that they want to um, bring into a public process. So we will, if, if there's outside candidates, be bringing them to Juno um, or Juno-based candidates have them out in the community. And so we're looking at doing that in early August. So that would be an opportunity for the community to meet the candidates, learn more about them and provide the assembly feedback before we, we make a decision. Along with City Hall, short-term rentals will be discussed at tonight's assembly meeting. Monday night at the assembly meeting, we'll be voting on an ordinance that would require anyone who has a short-term rental in Juneau, so that means rentals under 30 days in length, to register that rental with the city. The primary motivator is that we hear a lot from people in the community who are worried about the impact of short-term rentals on our housing stock in Juneau. There will be a penalty if a short-term rental isn't registered if the ordinance is adopted. Wall also spoke on the upcoming election. This October, we will have four seats on the assembly that are open for for election um, and two school board seats. And so we are just starting to enter campaign season. July 14th is is the um, first day you can kind of officially sign up with the city and say, yes, I'm running. So there are two area-wide seats and there's a district one seat and a district two seat. They're up for re-election. You heard it here first, KINY. I am running for re-election um, in the district two seat. You can listen to the full program on our website, KINYradio.com. And Jordan Nigro, Youth Services Manager for the City and Borough of Juneau, and Lily Hope, Visionary and Mentor Weaver for Creative Projects, talked to News of the North on First Friday. First Friday was the launch of Weaving Our Pride. Hope explains the project. We are starting two robes at the Zachary Youth Center with six mentor weavers. This is the first day. And we had quite a few all ages participants who came in to check it out and help us start. We are hanging the warps for the Chilcat Technique robe and we are splitting the colors so we can begin spinning for the Raven's Tail robe. Negro shares how it feels for this to be taking place at the Zach Gordon Youth Center. 
I mean, really, we are all just super honored and excited about this. Everyone here is so thrilled. And what we want at the core of Zach and the work that we do here is for everyone who walks through the doors to feel included and supported. And we want them to know that they matter. We want all the kids that come through here to know that they matter. And so when Lily approached us with this idea, you know, we were just like, yippee, awesome. So we just feel really lucky. Most of the youth will be weaving for their first time, led by the mentors from Goldbelt Institute and the Sea Alaska Heritage Institute. The entirety of the project, which is expected to be completed in June of 2024, in time for celebration and Pride Month, will be worked on at Zach Gordon and at the Spruce Root House Shelter. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.